Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. Glad you could join us. Linda Benio, Hoppy, and Jeffrey Hoppy, my amazing husband who channels Adamus. Oh, that's scary. And just about the time you are sure it's going to be Adamus, it's Kathumi, or it's going to be, you know, St. Germain. But who knows? It's whatever shows up. Shut are you up. ready? Oh, no, that's Shut Adamus. up! <laughs> no, so, to me. I'm saying that to me. Jeff's supposed to be in channel mode. How are you feeling? I am in channel mode. Yeah, I know. I can see in the <laughs> eyes. So, welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. Glad that you could be here to join us. Some of you are listening after the break from the opening that we did from the Crimson Circle website. Some of you were watching in video. Some were just listening. Now, also welcome to those of you that have come in through the Awakening Zone. And again, if you want to see this live on video, because I am telling you there are pictures worth seeing, <laughs> feel free to tune in to the Awakening Zone. Also, some of you are actually came in through Blog Talk Radio, BTR. But no matter how you got here, welcome. Welcome to this special show. We are very excited. I'm always excited. But I am particularly <laughs> excited because we have the wonderful opportunity to have Johan, our favorite musical group, our favorite spiritual artist, here with us in Cold Creek Canyon, Colorado, up in the beautiful mountains, here celebrating life and being who we are. So Johan's here with Gerhard, Enat, and Amir. So I can't wait for you to get to hear them and to share them, and we're going to do that in just one minute. So, take a deep breath, enjoy today, and we're going to start out with a little breathing, and then Yoham. Take it away, Norma. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, what a joyous greeting. Thank you. This invitation to breathe comes from my heart to yours with the deep, deep love affair it keeps growing and growing. I invite you now, as you receive this breath, deep into the core of you, allow. Allow yourself to receive not only the words that Jeff will bring, so much more in the vibrations, the energies, the love that he brings. Breathe all of it in just for you, for you, every moment. A gift. Feel as it flows deeper and deeper and deeper into you. Down. Down into the core, the core, where the brilliant love affair continues to grow into the grandness, the grandness that is growing within you. Yes. Breath at a time. Breath at a time, slowing it down to receive, just like the notes of the music, a note at a time, a breath at a time.
that I am, Adamus of Sovereign and Free Domain. Welcome to our gathering. Special thanks to Johan for the beautiful music. We'll be calling on you in just a bit. <laughs> ah, that's the mark of a true master, when you can just get on the stage in front of everybody, but mostly yourself and just assume the role. Just be there. Take a deep breath. Get out of your doubts and fears, and just allow yourself to come through. They'll have that experience in just a bit. 
Welcome, dear Shambra. Welcome. Good to see all of you. Surprised to see all of you, actually. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a difficult journey, this thing called embodied enlightenment. Few have ever come this way. Not so easy, is it? Not so easy. Embodied enlightenment. Sounds wonderful. I wonder what the hell it is. <laughs> the funny thing is, when we do our classes, when we do our gatherings, I ask that question, what is embodied enlightenment? Very few can actually give an answer. But the interesting, the interesting thing is, you may not be able to give the answer from right here, right here, but you already know. That's why it is such a passion, such a desire. I have such an insatiable desire for this thing we called embodied enlightenment. have no clue what it is. Mind doesn't understand, never will, never can, can't even plan it, can't figure it out, but you know what it is. Can't put words to it. Maybe write a few songs about it, songs without words. But you know. That's why there's this deep, deep desire for this thing called enlightenment. Once you make this true and conscious choice for your enlightenment, which I assume most of you have, once you make that choice, you're no longer a student. You are a master at that point. Please hear those words. See, when, you, when you're still trying to decide, when you're putting your toes and fingers into that pudding of potential enlightenment, you're still trying to decide you are indeed a student. You're assuming the role of student. You will be a student. You will get student energy. You will get teachers that teach to students. But once you make that deep, clear, and conscious choice for embodied enlightenment, you are truly a master. And you start attracting the energies that a master and only a master can attract. No longer a student when you say, I choose my conscious enlightenment. There's a, there's a vast difference you've probably noticed. It's not anything that makes you superior or better, maybe makes you a little crazier, nothing that makes you exclusive. But there's a vast difference between those who are studying spirituality, because they're really studying a bunch of rules and guidelines of other people. Very true. Electromagnetic energy. Oh. There's a very big difference, because they're going to get a different type of energy than those who choose embodied enlightenment before and above anything else, above, sorry to say, family, loved ones. And I know that maybe isn't spiritually correct to say that, to say you're putting yourself above all others. But perhaps that was one of the fallacies of the old energy, 
one of the fallacies even of the new age. I have to be there in service to everyone else. When you can boldly and clearly say, I'm choosing this for myself above anything else, above family, above wealth, of course, above anything, above all the rules, above even life, even life itself. When there's no fear of death anymore, because in this process of embodied enlightenment, you meet death over and over, as so many of you know. You may meet it physically. You may just meet it in your dreams and in your fears. But that, that death comes to you over and over, ultimately helping you to understand the beauty of life. Today's shout is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> you thought last month was different. <laughs> going to be a little different. Normally in a shout we, we gather once a month uh, to take a deep breath, hmm. to just relax a bit, let the energies catch up, or put a better way, perhaps a little bit more crass, to get you out of your way for a few hours of time here. And then a slow kind of a, uh, allowing of the energies to absorb over the next 30 days. It's your dynamic. You set it up this way. Today, a little bit different. We're going to take a big step, a big leap. Yeah, cool. Cool. You say that now. <laughs> little does she know what I have in store. Today we're going to take a big step in consciousness for a couple of reasons. Oh, it's been an interesting, challenging six months into this new era. You're one of the new era. How about that? been an interesting and challenging six months, filled with a lot of things, <laughs> which we'll talk about today. The energies um, have got, got you a little rigid, got you a little tight, and so you called for this to be a shift. We'll do a shift. We have the honor of Johan being here to guide us through a beautiful mirab. And mirab is when we just allow, when, when you get out of your way, you get your butts out of the way, uh, literally. Uh, if last month was the shut up shout, this is get your big butt out of the way shout. <laughs> What I was going to say <laughs> is <laughs> She said, I hope they don't make a button for that. No, we're making a poster. <laughs> what I was trying to say <laughs> is that enlightenment beautiful, wonderful thing, except or but, when you put your butts in there. When you put enlightenment, yes, but, huh? Mm. You have all these different butts, and they tend to get in the way. I'm going to explain today, prior to our Murab, about how your butt distracts energies. It truly does. <laughs> I told you it was going to be different today. <laughs> 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 
I choose embodied enlightenment, period. Except it's I choose embodied enlightenment. But uh, what about – and fill in the blanks. We've already had these discussions. Fill in the blanks. It could be, what about my family? It's a big one and, and an important one. And, and you're honored for caring about them. But – yeah. Now, and when we do our buts today, it's not just but, it's but, but – and perhaps if we're so lucky, Johan will even do a butt song. <laughs> Master G, you thought you've heard it all. We've worked together in the mystery schools. He is a, an artist at sacred music, but but has never done a but song. So uh, be very creative here. I choose embodied enlightenment, period. That's it. I can already hear the buts coming out, but, but all these doubts and questions, it really distracts a lot of energy. It, it makes it so much more difficult. There, there are no buts. It's either embodied enlightenment or, or not, or call it what you want. Stay on in, in the old energy human form, uh, wavering, going back and forth, and being indecisive and doubting. That's exactly the type of energies you're going to attract. So we're going to talk about that today and then have a miramba. So it'll be a little bit different than normal. I'll try to keep this short as long as Caldra doesn't talk so much. I heard your comments about his endorsement, his enthusiastic, inspiring endorsement of Johann's new CD, Mystic Traveler. <laughs> so first, before I do go anywhere with this, let's talk for a moment about Egypt. Caldra asked me if we could spend a few moments talking about Egypt. A lot of interesting dynamics and something I am going to ask you to watch. Uh, I know a lot of you are news adverse, uh, and, and I don't blame you at all, but here is a very unique historic situation that's uh, unfolding. Egypt was one of the original cultures to come up from uh, the, the times of Atlantis, after Atlantis, of course, uh, hiding underground, living underground for uh, tens of thousands of years, and finally coming up back to the surface of Earth, re-establishing civilizations, and Egypt was one of them. You could say Egypt was the spiritual center for this new Earth, the, the uh, post-Atlantean Earth. The Egyptians spent so much of their studying, so much of their energy and, and their consciousness on the issue of spirit. You see, the Atlanteans really didn't understand or have a concept of God. They had no consciousness of God. They were searching for a source of life, but not in the consciousness that you would know God, Spirit, the Eternal One. They were searching for something that was actually more mechanical, more earthly. Where, where does life emanate from? So when the humans came back up from Earth, 
The ones that went to Egypt were particularly interested in spirit. Uh, it's now often called afterlife. They had the understanding that there was something more to just this reality. They learned how to visit the other dimensions. They learned how to go into uh, what would be called the near-Earth realms and come back. They, they journeyed. They took some of the original uh, astral journeys in their starboats, their solar ships. Other cultures, other civilizations, for instance, like the uh, like the Greek, were more uh, about establishing culture, uh, uh, social and community balance, philosophy, uh, balanced judgment. The Romans, that culture was about being civil, establishing uh, civil structures, roads and cities and systems. Uh, the many, many other cultures, but the Egyptians was about spirit. Now, you've heard a lot of stories about pharaohs and slaves building the pyramids. I don't think so. Uh, and even the pharaohs were not uh, what is written about in history now, because there, there was a tremendous level of uh, service to all the people, tremendous level of education or uh, experience about going into the other worlds. And trying to go into the other dimensions and bring it back here, if that sounds a little familiar to you. Much more difficult back then. The energies were much denser. Uh, for whatever reason, the, the Egyptians ended up then going through um, uh, many, many thousands of years of uh, suppression. They, they allowed themselves uh, uh, with, their, with their spiritual journeys, uh, they somewhat forgot about the present moment and about their everyday human life. So that opened the door to those who were interested in ruling, uh, particularly outside sources, outside uh, um, rulers and leaders came in and took over, uh, then turned a lot of the Egyptians into slaves, uh, took away their basic freedom. And for thousands of years the Egyptians have had dictators, uh, pharaohs without uh, heart or without understanding of freedom. They have been, they have been controlled and, and ruled by others. There has been a tremendous desire to bring back the freedom. You could say that this whole Delving into tyranny and suppression and uh, being dictated to by others was actually part of the interdimensional experience. Really, uh, you could almost say part of a plan to have a true understanding of freedom and spirit and bringing it into the, the now, bringing it into the body. So this desire for freedom rose up recently. You saw it. You saw history in the making. And it was very interesting. I'm surprised that there are not more comments or discussions about it. It wasn't, it wasn't a violent uprising. It happened in a very short period of time uh, with a, very, uh, a small loss of human life. And simply 
a transition. Suddenly, a dictator who had been in office for a long time suddenly just stepped down. The military, the army, didn't step in to support. As a matter of fact, defended the people. Because an interesting thing has happened in Egypt, particularly over these last 20, 25 years. A lot of the energies that have been held in the sacred temples, in the pyramids, and in the land itself, a lot of the pharaohs of the past, and a lot of the, you could say, the spirit energy that was brought back from the other realm, but not physically embodied, left in the sacred temples. A lot of that energy and consciousness, and even the entities that were held within those walls, started to be released. A lot of you were attracted to go to Egypt in these last 10, 20 years of time, because part of the process of going there wasn't just to see the, the temples or to um, tone in the uh, Great Pyramid. A lot of the process was you just being there as one of the bringers of the new energy – that was the title of the last out <laughs> as one of the bringers of the new energy, as one who has made a clear, conscious choice for embodied enlightenment. And when you went into those temples, you touched the walls, you breathed the air, you, you did your toning in those temples, those entities and the energies that were contained in the walls, in the land itself, and even in the people, those energies were released and freed. It's like the passing of the baton. They felt your presence. They knew that the new ones were finally here, and they could be released from their job as energy holders that they've been doing for so long. So when they were released from their energy holding, from their, in a way, a type of a, a, type of a crystal prison, when they were released from that, knowing that the new ones were here, it also released a deep passion that they had, a deep love for this place called Egypt. And that love, that passion that they have, goes beyond religion. It goes far beyond religions. It goes beyond politics. It goes beyond uh, Western versus Eastern culture. Any of that goes beyond everything. It's a deep love for this place that has played such an important role in humanity's opening to the consciousness of true spirit beyond any religion, beyond any rule. A lot of these entities and energies didn't just pass through the veil, go to the other side, but they chose to stay in Egypt. They chose to be there in loving support for anyone who chose the freedom of Egypt, of the people and of the land. So many of these energies are still there and they're still present. So you'll find strange and unusual things happening right now in this place called Egypt. You'll find that, um, well, as you just saw in the last few days, you, you saw 
what some are calling a coup. But actually, and, and this is what would seem very strange, here you have ancient beings, pharaohs, priests, those who truly understand astral travel and the uh, interdimensional realms. They are staying around now to assist those who are choosing freedom for Egypt. And a, an interesting alliance is being made between these ancient beings and the army. You don't see that too often. You don't see that too often at all. To the point where there are those um, who – we're having a little inside talk here um, – Calder's worried about uh, whether others are listening. And does it matter anymore? No. Good. So we'll just say it. So there are those military leaders who, who have the title of general or some fancy supreme commander who are actually very spiritual. They really understand spirituality. They understand Egypt's soul and, and its heart. And they wear the uniform, but inside they are very sacred human beings. They're working right now with these entities and energies who have, who have come from the temples, who have been released from the past. They are working with those who are truly working for the freedom of Egypt, for the people. Now, the people in general uh, – take a step back a bit. Uh, several years ago I talked to you about freedom. Are humans really ready for it? And of course everybody nods their head and says, sure. But are they really? It's like saying, are you ready? Are you really ready for your enlightenment? And you say, well, sure. Yeah, it sounds great. Bring it up. Boy. But here we go with the but. So Egypt is a very interesting example right now for, for the world after many years of dictatorship and, and lack of most general freedoms. We have a situation now. Can they handle freedom? Now, they, they said yes, in a way. They, they basically pushed out a dictator uh, without a lot of bloodshed. Suddenly they started getting a taste, just a taste, of freedom. But suddenly the buts move in, the doubts move in. They start wondering, can we really handle freedom? What is freedom? Does freedom make us just like the like America or Canada? Uh, or does freedom corrupt us? Does freedom is that, that does it make us uh, capitalist? Is freedom this negative anti uh, Allah, anti God thing? So they put a lot of butts in there, and what happens? The minute they do, energies, other energies, move in, which is exactly what happened. The minute that doubt came in, in Egypt, about their freedom, could they really handle it? Could they set up the infrastructures? Could they, could they personally handle it? Could they have compassion for others? All the things that freedom brings. Could they take responsibility for their lives? Could they get off of foreign aid? While they were budding about it, thinking about it, after that initial wonderful taste, what happens? 
Well, you could say the virus moves in, SES virus, whatever you want to call it, but those with agendas, those with imbalances quickly move in because one is vulnerable during this stage. One is very vulnerable. One hand saying, yes, we want freedom. On the other hand, worrying and wondering about it. So what happened? It's not about a name, an organization. It's not. It could be Muslim Brotherhood. It could be um, the Divine Feminine Sisterhood. It doesn't matter. But somebody with an agenda that was not about the love and passion of Egypt came in. Worked very quickly. It was easy. Worked very quickly and started shifting everything. But in this case, something interesting happened. That deep love, that deep passion for Egypt was still there, and it was still strong. And it sat back and watched and waited. And it, it observed what was going on. And at some point, this, these entities of the past, combined with the ones, the humans who have a true love of this land, said, no more. Just like that, no more. Wasn't a lot of saber rattling, wasn't a lot of noise. You got 48 hours or hit the road. And it happened. Again, on that particular day, not a lot of bloodshed. Now, now those forces that had an agenda that was not Egypt's agenda, an agenda that was not about Egypt, and moved in. Now they're going to, of course, be testing the real heart and soul of Egypt, saying, are you really serious? Maybe you do need us. Maybe you're not ready for freedom. Maybe you need a lot of rules and structures. Maybe you need discipline. Maybe all the women should wear veils, and we go on and on with this. It's not about religion. It's about control. It's not about a specific religious or philosophical belief. It's about freedom. And over these next few weeks, in particular, you're going to see how this shakes out. It's going to be fascinating to watch. It's Egypt's story, but as you already know, it's your story as well. You could replace the word freedom in Egypt for the I am within yourself. You've allowed yourself the dictatorship of something that wasn't really you uh, for a long time. Call it your parents, your teachers, society, belief systems, probably more than anything else, your aspects, and to a degree, your mind, controlling and ruling. Yet all this time, this desire for freedom and a desire for enlightenment Desire for enlightenment is the freedom also from the incarnational cycles here on this planet over and over and over again. It gets a little boring after a while. Time to move on. So you chose, or you had this feeling of your own freedom, your own enlightenment. And at some point, you threw the dictators out. You learned about aspectology, and you said, Get out. Integrate, or whatever. Say, but I'm not going to let you run my reality anymore. You learned, I am 
and you started proclaiming this, and it was felt from deep within you. I am that I am. It's my freedom, my sovereignty. We're, we're here in the Freedom Series right now. There was a shift that occurred, a change that occurred, a lot of changes actually, over these last few years. But, but, but. There were a lot of buts in there. A lot of buts. A lot of worrying, a lot of wondering, what's going to happen? Maybe I'm not doing this right. Uh, a lot of going back to things, my friends, that you knew weren't serving you, but yet you went back to them because they were comfortable. Even going back to a certain degree and letting other people, other things, and other aspects run your life. So what happened? That these um, energies with an agenda come in. It could be represented through other people, probably more so through your own aspects that come in and start, well, thank you, start taking over, running things once again, because you're very vulnerable, very, very vulnerable at that point. But then we get back together on a day like today, get back together, and we say, no more. We're not even going to give yourself 48 hours. You got until five o'clock. It's an hour and twenty minutes. That's it. <laughs> and why not? Now, Egypt is actually a really good external example of what happens when, whether it's a people or a country, whatever chooses their freedom, and the, the 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 cycles, the evolutions that you go through, and some of the challenges that you go through. So today, in just a, a bit, we'll do our. Major shift, not a little one, a big one, a big one. But before we do, question for you. Last month we talked about you being bringers of the new energy. It's actually a very impressive title. It's more impressive than even being a general in the army. It's actually more challenging than being a president of a corporation or a country. I would go so far as to say it is probably you took a list at the stress level of all the jobs that there are, <laughs> I'd be at the top. Truly, they'd be at the top. You're not just making little changes, you're making huge changes, and you have to face yourself every day. Toughest thing a human will ever do. They find every reason in the world to fill their day with activities so they don't have to face themselves. You, you've chosen to face yourself. Toughest thing toughest thing a human can do. So here you are, bringers of the new energy, whatever you want to call it, uh, the uh, soon-to-be enlightened, uh, the, the ones who are bringing new energy to this planet, the ones – and Calder's questioning me if I'm just, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, fluffing you up a little bit. Absolutely not. That's why I said before, I'm surprised you're here. I mean, really, I'm surprised you're still here. I mean, I'm surprised you're still on this planet. <laughs> it is stressful. It is so challenging. It's not incremental. It's not linear. It's mind-boggling what you're doing. So here you, you are, bringers of the new energy, liberators of yourself. How's it going? 
How's it going? And I asked the question, and, and there's, not a, there's not an Adamus answer to this, because I've already done it. It's, I want you to hear yourselves, and I want others to hear you, because there's so many times where you're doubting, where you're wondering, is this real? Am I doing the right thing? Uh, is this something that's am I just going a little crazy or really crazy? So by sharing and hearing others for a moment, you begin to understand the magnitude of what you're really doing. Yet some of you think, well, I'm, I'm just a uh, uh, mid-level manager. On <laughs> we'll have a private session. We'll correct that. But you think, well, I, I'm just this. I haven't done anything huge on my resume. I just no, 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 no. You aren't just. You are absolutely amazing for what you're doing. You are going through everything. You are going back through everything. Even before you were even on this planet, you're going back through it, rebalancing the energies, releasing and freeing energies in consciousness. What you're going through right now is absolutely unprecedented, and I do wish you'd give yourself credit for it. It has nothing to do with your everyday job. That's just a, a disguise. It's just a distraction. It's about the movements in consciousness you're making for yourself, but it's affecting this entire planet. Oh, and more than that, it's affecting this entire universe. It's infecting all of creation. So, how's it going? Linda has the microphone. She'll be taking it to our amazing volunteers. How's it going? What are you experiencing? What are the tough things? And I have to tell you, there, there is a little bit of an Adamus answer at the end, but… Oh, how shocking. Your Hi. answer is equally valid. How's it going? Excellent, actually. Good. How's it going? Truly ex excellent. Now, one more time, we've got to do this. How's <laughs> it going? Absolutely freaking Good. excellent. <laughs> Good. Good. Body aches? A little tummy problems, yeah. But, but more clarity as never before. More clarity. Good. Um, any, any kind of adjustments in some of your attitudes? Oh, like being more bitchy? Yes. Ah. <laughs> good, good. And, um, yes. Now we're getting to the truth. Good, good. Does that bother you that you can be a bitch? Oh no, I love it. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Why do you think that you get bitchy? I just don't give a shit anymore. I am all for enlightenment. Uh, I, I, would, no, I, no, really I have like no bats. I'd like you to repeat that. I have no bats. So, right there. Right, repeat that. How, why, why? Are you a little I bit bitchy? I don't give a shit. Good. I'm all for enlightenment. No bats here. Ah, good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Next. How goes it? Yeah. Um. Well, I've been really busy in the last month or so. You should probably stand up so that you okay. can get the proper respect you deserve. <sighs> okay. Um, 
Wow. Uh, right now I'm experiencing a lot of neck pain, so neck I don't know. It's been for like five days. We'll, we'll change um, that today. Okay. okay. So why, why the neck pains? Maybe something is a pain in my neck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to find out what that is. Now, Noel, what's a pain in your neck? Since we're going down that road, you already know. Um, I think that I just want to move on, and I think sometimes I feel like my family gets in my way. Yeah. Why, why do you laugh like that? <laughs> they're, they're watching right they're now. They're not watching. <laughs> Believe me, they're not watching. <laughs> they think I'm cuckoo, so. <laughs> yeah, family. Why do you let your family get in the way? I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. You have to go in the ladies' room for five minutes by yourself. <laughs> go on, at the ladies' room. There's one thing we don't say here. I don't. We don't even say it anymore. Five minutes. By yourself. Keep the lights off. Why does anybody listen to you? Sandra, would you go check on her? Now that's weird. So. <laughs> that's what's wrong. That's, uh, if, uh, the reason why we joke, but I'm dead serious about it, don't say I don't know, because that's exactly what you're going to get. Take a deep breath. You do know. Uh, you know. Everything. That's the amazing thing. Unless <laughs> start chanting or oming or something. <laughs> Good. Next. How goes it? Brilliant. Brilliant. How no, goes it? Relationships suck majorly. Why? 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 <sighs> I know. They are really bad. Yeah. Because you compromise yourself. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Well, the sex was good. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Actually, it is. since we're talking, it wasn't. You hardly remembered it. <laughs> what? What? I was watching. That's creepy. <laughs> Relationships. Relationship. Where, where does your relationship come from? What? Where does mine come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met here. Really? Yeah. Where did you meet? Who? Which guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, then to have a child, you don't give us enough guidance. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't feel like. Oh, you uh, but help I us do, out. my dear. I did not have children in my lifetime of enlightenment. I had one. And yes. what the hell am I going to do now? No, I love him dearly, but sometimes what? I want to kick him off my leg, <laughs> you know, and put him in the trunk. You're talking about your husband or your child? Well, both. <laughs> both of them. So we have a little relationship thing going on here. I love the first word was, oh, brilliant. Where are we now? No, it wasn't brilliant. Yeah, I yeah, lied. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a lie. It was just a little bit of. Um, uh, like Tobias always said, ask three times. Relationships, what are you going to do about it? Allow things to. Allow them to keep going like they are. Sure, that's good. That's what we're doing. I'm going to breathe in my abundance so I can ditch him, kick him to the curb. What are you going to do? Obviously, uh, I don't have a plan. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if he's watching, later will be really bad. 
No, actually, he's waiting for you. Waiting for they you. They wait to, by the door. Waiting for you to accept and choose your own enlightenment. That's profound. Thanks for that. I'll yeah. get right to work on that. Thank you. <laughs> what else are you experiencing? High level of what? Fill in the blank. Stress. Thank you. Good. What are you doing about it? I cry okay. a little. Good. I do. I go off by yeah. myself and but I. But the fact that. Oh, we'll, we'll correct all this if, if we okay. could ever <laughs> stop talking first. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to do a big oh. shift today. No, I'm talking. You're not. We're going to do a big shift today. Yeah. You think it's party day? It's celebration. Can day. we do both or? Sure. Okay, thank sure, you. if you're still standing afterwards. I'll be standing. Yeah, That's a personal challenge. So stress. A few more here. How goes this embodied enlightenment? How goes being a bringer of new energy? So far, this isn't a, a list that is actually going to entice many people. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, it's very testing. For sure. I'm What's being, being tested? I'm being tested. My uh, facing fear. Good. That's an excellent way to put it. Um, who's testing you, and what are the fears? Um, the judges, the police, the FBI. <laughs> That'll test you. That'll test you. Yeah. I've been a good boy all my life. Yeah. And then when I woke up uh, and learned things. Um, I just decided to step aside from conforming to that or consenting to that. Yes. And <clears throat> they don't like it. No, they don't. So no. um, uh, I'm but dealing who, with them. But who doesn't really like it? Who's really putting the big butt there? Uh, who are the judges, the police, the authorities? The corporations. Corporations. That. that to no, 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 but, that but rule you. But who, who are really the corporations, the judges, the police? Who's really controlling you? Me. Thank you. Thank you. And, but it's being externalized, it's being manifested on the outside yeah. to what? Test you. To test me. Test you. To reflect something back to me. Absolutely. And, and in a way, it's an, it's an interesting test that, that you're administering on yourself. It's your own internal authority and the controls that you've had over yourself. Now you're externalizing it in a big way, so you can see it better. So you can see it on the outside. But there's a tendency also to blame them, to now uh, get to bear arms against them. Uh, you're really only doing it against yourself. Some of the freest men that, and women that I've ever met in all of my lifetimes were in countries that had absolute dictators in control, and they weren't even aware of it, didn't, didn't really even care, uh, didn't care about police and judges and corporations or anything, because they were free. When you are truly free, there's not another human, alien, any being anywhere that can take that away. You can, live in a, you can live in a prison and be totally free. And some have. Remember that. So hmm. fears, fears of what? Being tested. Your fears are being tested. I, um, if you don't well, mind I, me putting actually words. Actually, it's testing my trust in, in 
in that everything's perfect, just hmm. the way it is. And it's not? Well, <laughs> it's... <laughs> in the next hour... It's perfectly imperfect. In the next hour, you're going to have sure. the, the ability to change that. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm definitely uh, trying to... You've heard of this, um, this term, um, um, slaying at, at windmills, you know, battling, battling the, the ghosts that really aren't there. Right. It's fun for a while. Corporations, militaries, uh, the, the suppressors, the oppressors, they're only there in service to you. Yes, I'm trying to. And it's not just a big philosophical, big philosophical deal. It's true. They're just there in service to you. There were dictators in service to the Egyptians for many, many years. And then there were fanatical uh, extremist groups then that came in in service. So everything that's happening, everything that's happening is just there in service to you. It's that simple. When you're ready to get off of conspiracies and uh, outside forces suppressing you, you will. It'd be just like that. Just like that. There's a little bit of an interesting game that goes on with it for any of you. Any of you. Interesting game. Uh, it's a distraction. That's a great way not to face yourself. It's a great way to actually see your issues outside of yourself. But I can say that there is no conspiracy, there is no government, there is no secret society that can ever take sovereignty away from a free being, ever. It just doesn't happen. Remember that. Thank you. Good. Stop tilting at the windmills. It's, it's fun for a while, but first of all, I guarantee it's a battle you'll never win. They'll win, because you've already given away the power. It is hugely draining on your energy, your physical body, and extremely um, draining on your own happiness and joy. It truly is. And, and I'm speaking to you, but I'm speaking to everyone here. So, two more, and we need to move on with our exercise. How's it going? Really well. Good. How's it going? <laughs> no, really. Surprisingly well. Yeah, so surprisingly well. Mm. What, what did you think would happen? Mm. Why is it so surprising? Well, I didn't know what was going to happen. Ah, that's, that, that is reason for fear. Yes. Mm -hmm. And any, um, any imbalances that, that have come along, that uh, annoying, annoying imbalances, other than me? <laughs> I read your mind. <laughs> um, annoying imbalances. Uh, well, you know, there's still the mind stuff. That's yeah. annoying. Yeah. How about, if I could put words in your mouth? Go ahead. Boredom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boredom. Ah, you didn't think it'd be so boring, did you? I didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what are you to do? Here you are, feeling pretty good about yourself. Suddenly life is boring. Yeah. So what are you doing? On a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
a lot of yard work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See what I mean? It can be boring. <laughs> no, actually, yard work is good. Uh, it yeah. gets you, gets you kind of connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doing a lot of uh, socializing with friends. Mm, no. No, not so much. <laughs> no. Have any desire to do that? No. Yeah, go to the big city, uh, go shopping. Um, no. 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 Got that. It's a little boring. A little boring. Yep. Okay. Good. Okay. We'll we'll shift that also. Oh, we're gonna do a big shift today. Good. And one more, very what? quickly. A big what? Oh, that word always confuses me. Is this boring here? This no, I didn't think so. Yeah. David. Um, How goes it? It's tough out there, and even tougher in here. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Where would you rather be out there? Oh, right in here. here, absolutely. Yeah. Good. What, what, uh, what, what's the toughest? Or, or the second toughest? Yeah. We'll go there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, total self acceptance is probably the toughest. Self love. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually uh, seeking the approval of others has mm. been a huge one for me. Yeah, why? I, and well, these two go hand in yes. hand. Yes. Uh, yeah. A self-doubt, insecurity. Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, you don't have to get into the specifics, but uh -huh. why would that? Because you're also speaking for nearly everyone, but this whole issue of uh, the self-love and acceptance. Uh, for one thing, but then, then also trying to find it out there. Yes. Yeah. That's a very, very difficult challenge. Impossible. Why? Uh, I'll just cut right to the chase here. Yes. Um, why would you or anyone hold on to guilt when you're not even sure what that guilt actually was about anymore? And, and as you know, I've talked about saying, whatever you think happened in the past really didn't happen that way anyway. It's one of the amazing discoveries in enlightenment, is you realize what an incredible uh, setup, uh, and you didn't even remember what really happened. Why would there be so much? What? How is any of that guilt, uh, guilt or self-doubt, serving you? <clears throat> and it's actually serving me um, because it's showing its head. Yes. That it's there. Oh, yeah. For me to release. It's not showing it's only its head, but its yeah, butt also. Yeah, its butt and its claws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. bitch slap to yeah. it. Yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yes. But, but why, why is it still there? You could drop I've, it right I've, here, you could let it go. It served me. I've allowed it. Yeah, but how's it serving you now? Terribly. I'm ready to let go. I'm ready for this Marab thing we're going to do. <laughs> I mean, well. So am I. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. That, that's all I needed to hear. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I wanted to have this discussion so you understand that, A, what you're going through is similar to what others are going through. You're not alone. You're not going crazy. I would say some of the biggest symptoms right now that you're feeling. In, in spite of this, wow, I'm making some progress, things are really changing, but you're probably noticing intense bitchiness, irritability, agitation, 
a, a tremendous amount of agitation, just like about, about the outside world in particular, uh, where you used to be able to find certain levels of happiness or joy with the outside world. Now it's like having no desire to go there. As a matter of fact, you, you say to yourself, well, I'm supposed to be a nice spiritual person. You can let that go, but you still <laughs> you could st- By the way, that is a, an oxymoron. You, if you're a spiritual person, you're not going to be nice. And, uh, wow! And <laughs> <laughs> wow! But nice means uh, playing a big game with yourself, and it's actually the, the nice girl, nice boy syndrome means you're playing into or appeasing everyone else. Uh, when you truly allow for your enlightenment, not nice anymore. You have no tolerance. You, you're impatient with other people. It, you, it's not that you're going to be aggressive with them, but when you feel they're doing energy feeding. Caldred, did he hear that? When, you, <laughs> when, when there is a situation you used to just grin and bear it, now you're just going to walk away. And it's not that you're going to. Uh, try to um, <laughs> combat or hurt the other people, but you just have absolutely no patience. So irritability, impatience, bitchiness is very natural yes. for where you are right now. <laughs> uh, no, you, it doesn't mean you need to be aggressive with <laughs> others, but it, particularly in the, I, I would say since the first of the year, but really intensifying over the last few weeks. That sense of absolute irritability, you call it cranky or or whatever, just because you're shifting away from the old energy, the old world. And and you're in a space now where not knowing what to do, what comes next. So you're in a place of kind of boredom. It makes you even more irritable. Yes, please go out and work in the yard or (laughs) do something. But you're finding that uh, to, to be in public is very challenging these days. Uh, and, and as Tobias used to say, that too will pass. But you're just oh, – thank God. Yeah. Um, but you're going through that, that time. You don't even want to go to the shopping uh, – to the grocery store. You could be starving, and you'd rather not go to the store. Yeah. So what do you do? You call pizza delivery, and you leave an envelope out front on the doorstep. <laughs> don't talk to me. That strange lady in that strange house. <laughs> she doesn't come out anymore. So let's take a good deep breath. And we bring this up because I know so often you're thinking, well, I shouldn't be this way. Everything should be happy and, and uh, like sugar plums. No, that's the toughest part. That's the really tough part. Tremendous irritability. Uh, so when we can laugh like this, uh, when you could just work in the yard or go for a drive or something like that, That's, that helps relieve some of it. But right now it's just part of this uh, transition. What's the cure for it? Like, what, what can we do to calm it? What can you do? That's a good question. Well, I've got a few minutes. What can you do? A, accept it. Uh, B, stay away from other people, please. <laughs> okay, here's Shambhur's suggestions. Drink. <laughs> Okay. Actually, there is some scientific merit in moderation, please. <laughs> moderation, a glass of wine, uh, it'll 
get you out of your own butt for a little bit. Uh, the a physical, late physical exercise is good for this. Um, laughter of any kind is, is good. Laughter is really good. What else? What other suggestion? Take a bath. You're talking to me? <laughs> oh, oh, take a <laughs> Yes. Take a, a bath. A wonderful thing with what? Sea salt. Absolutely. What else? A massage is good. Just make yes. sure the um, massage person is not an energy feeder. Uh, how, how do you how can you tell how you feel afterwards? But you can also make it energetically very clear right away. No feeding. Yeah. Good. What else? What else do you do for the irritable symptoms? Breathe, sleep a lot, sleep a lot. But have you noticed that even in your sleep you're irritable? Yes. <laughs> you know, bitch dreams, yeah. And sometimes you're so happy to wake up because that dream was so aggravating. You just can't, just can't get away from yourself anymore. <laughs> chocolate, good. What else? A exercise, music, absolutely. Good. All of these things. But just remember yeah, the acknowledgement that you're just going to be irritable, especially with other people. Stop pretending. Stop trying to paste on that face and be nice to your family when you know what you really want to say. And uh, just doesn't mean you need to be hostile. It means to set your own boundaries. Okay, let's move into the next part of the discussion. Good deep breaths. Good deep breath. I'm going to title this um, How to Live, <laughs> kind of encompassing, wouldn't you say? Uh, would you write that? How to Live. Sure. How to Live. Now, th this ties into what we talked about recently in Sedona. It's very, very simple, very simple dynamics. Wait for Linda to finish writing. How to Live. This ties into enlightenment. And this has perhaps uh, been a not such a good word in the past. Uh, Linda doesn't like this word at all. Oh. Uh, but you're going to write it on the board. <laughs> Republican. Republican. Yeah, it's a bad word, but. Linda will have to now write Republican. And Are you serious? From now on, if you want to really live, you want to be enlightened, you have to be Republican. <laughs> Only in a somber gathering. The word is assume. Assume. Oh, that makes an ass out of you and me. No, it only makes an ass out of you. Oh. <laughs> assume. If you would, please. Really? On its own piece of paper. Oh. Assume. I hate that one. What you do is you assume – stop questioning and doubting – you assume that if you've chosen enlightenment, you've made a clear choice, you just assume that everything is serving that. Everything. Everything, everything, no buts. Now, here's a couple of uh, little caveats. If you really haven't chosen it, you're still going from group to group trying to decide you know, what you're, which group you're going to go with and you're still studying spirituality, it's gonna, this is going to really hurt. But if you made a clear 
choice within yourself for your embodied enlightenment in this lifetime period, just period, and you assume. You assume. Because you see, what happens is you doubt. So you, what happens is, let me give you an example here. Oh, no. Oh, no. See, you're already doubting. <laughs> you're already doubting. Excuse me, gentlemen. I need more than that, and we need some chocolate to go with it. So this is good. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> so you assume. look of concern on your face. So here you are, a plate. <laughs> consciousness. In consciousness, you've made a clear choice for embodied enlightenment. And when you make that clear choice, then and only then can what you call your divinity, your I am, join you. Because when you're not sure, it stays away. You, the, there is a, um, an illusion of separation between you and yourself. You create this barrier. So what you would call your true I am, your spirit, kind of stays away and watches. Watches just, hey, what's going on? Watches you going through your challenges, your, your um, uh, dark and light days. Just sits back. Once you make that very clear choice, no buts, just a period, I choose embodied enlightenment, period. Then the I Am, the Divinity, it comes in, and you just assume, blindly, naively, stupidly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to almost be so stupid with yourself. You just naive, let's call it simple, uh, pure, whatever the word is, but you just assume that's what's happening. Those of you who recently took uh, Quantum Allowing in Kauai, you went through a lot of interesting experiences shortly after. <laughs> interesting. You just have to assume you are in the midst of Quantum Allowing. You assume that. And then it happens. Then it happens. But when doubt comes in, in the way of an aspect, big big doubt comes in, and it starts to overshadow, and starts to draw energy to it. And suddenly the energy that should be going to this beautiful uh, enlightenment suddenly gets distracted over to the huge doubt. However, if you just blindly assume, it goes like that again. But then, of course, things happen. You have people you have in your life, you have situations that come up, and then you start to doubt again. And it starts to take the energy, and it starts to cover up your, your let's say, your purity. And now you get all discombobulated. The energy is going everywhere but to you. It's all getting tied up in the, in the doubts. So what do you do? You just dumb down. No buts. Just go back to the clarity. 
you, you assume naively, blindly, but that's hard to do. Because, well, if I just assume, what if I get blindsided? Well, you just assume, A, you're not going to, and B, if you do, it's actually a huge gift. You see, all these doubts that come in, they're coming from everywhere, David. They're coming from aspects and guilt, and they all start – Linda, would you hold that? Oh, I get to hold the good You see, because I'm really busy with all of the, the doubts, and they're all taking energy, and they're all distracting, and they're all getting in the way, and they're all annoying, and they're covering up. And you see, they're all taking, they're all taking away. So what do you do? You take a deep breath, that naive breath, and you just assume. You assume, dear God, that – I mean, I'm calling you God – you assume that if you've chosen embodied enlightenment, that's all that's going to happen. Now, of course – get over here – now all the <laughs> – all the – the doubt starts coming in and covering up, you see. But it takes energy. It, it's very distracting. Pretty soon you're even going to forget what the hell you're here for, embodied enlightenment. And you start doubting that because you've got all these, all these questions going on. And you just stop. You take a deep breath. You say, we're going to do a mirab today, and a mirab of assuming and we're going to get rid of – nobody got hurt. I assume that your masters. Nobody was smashed in the face. You can tape it there. The, meta, the true spiritual concepts are not complex. They, they, matter of fact, they're so simple you go, really? That's it? For enlightenment, all I have to do is assume? Absolutely. But remember, the doubts come up. They get in there. I gave this little example of Egypt. Oh, choosing freedom, it's going to be great. Boom! All of a sudden all these outside elements come in. You with yourself. You choose a part of you that's had this longing – you can't even put words to this longing for enlightenment – you choose enlightenment. But the buts come up then. The doubts come up. They literally start taking energy and, and even consciousness away. They start distracting. And then you start questioning me even more. Maybe I'm not doing this right. Maybe I need to read this book. Maybe I need to do this therapy. Maybe I need to do this and that. No. All you do is assume. Assuming, you could say, takes a lot of trust. Well, it takes total trust. But at this point, what else do you have to trust? <laughs> nothing. No, no, nothing. Assuming means adopting uh, yourself. It means adopting you. It means adopting or taking on or taking ownership for the fact that if you've chosen enlightenment, why would anything but enlightenment happen? Why? 
God, which is, by the way, not what you think it is, uh, isn't sitting up there saying, I don't know, I don't think they're ready for enlightenment yet. Oh, God doesn't care. You can choose enlightenment, you can choose total separation, doesn't care. There is no forces out there, any forces anywhere, that are actually working against your enlightenment. The forces that are out there are working for the people that don't want enlightenment. You see, they're much easier to work with. There is not anything other than what we call some aspects of doubt or guilt within yourself that are working against you. And actually, they're not really working against you. They're just doing what you've asked them to do – interfere, run interference. Your doubt aspects, your guilt aspects, your whatever aspects, they're just doing what you, what you asked. The moment that you just assume that everything is about your enlightenment, then it, is, it becomes so. It's a little bit of a, um, a trick on yourself, in a way, but it's an honest trick on yourself, because otherwise you keep thinking about it and stressing about it, and your body starts hurting, and you start wondering what you're doing wrong, and pretty soon you just give up. which is actually about the best thing you can do. But that form of giving up, getting out of your own way, you have to get to such a painful uh, emotional and physical place where you just give up, surrender. You do it right now without all the pain. As a matter of fact, in this mirab, we're going to release some of that physical pain. In this mirab, we're going to release a lot of those aspects, uh, all the aspects that are doubting and causing that exhaustion that you're feeling, uh, the, the physical and emotional exhaustion. Enlightenment is difficult enough anyway, because you're going through deep-level biological and uh, changes as well as going beyond the mind. But when, you're, when the energy is going to all these aspects of doubt, uh, it, it makes it many, many times more exhausting. So, here's our opportunity in this beautiful mirab to just assume, to just assume, call it trust, call it whatever you want, but assume you've chosen embodied enlightenment. Now, assume that it is becoming so. That's simple. Uh, no buts. There are no buts. There are no buts but my children. No. No, no, no. Might as well just walk out the door right now if that's what you're going to do, because otherwise this mirab will either hurt or it will disappoint you. Were you leaving? <laughs> There's no buts about, yeah, but I, but uh, about anything. I'm not. Um, there are no buts in it. There are no buts in saying, uh, but I'm worried what's going to happen, because that's a big but. I'm worried what's going to happen if if suddenly this embodied enlightenment occurs. No buts. This is it. This is it. So it is assuming enlightenment. Just assuming it. Because your only other option is doubting it, fighting it, worrying about it, waiting for it. Why? Just assume enlightenment. And dear Johann, assume the stage.
So let's uh, have the lights down a little bit. Yeah, good, good. That's good Mirab music. So as Johan gets ready, take a good deep breath. Assuming. Now, it's different if, if you haven't really chosen enlightenment, but like I said at the beginning of this gathering, then you're still a student. Now, if you've made a clear choice for enlightenment, you are a master. Just assume it. Stop questioning. Stop doubting. You know, it's kind of been programmed into the human being to always doubt and question and to make sure that you're real. Make sure that you're. Make sure you're. Really being honest with yourself. Because in the past, you think you've played games with yourself. You haven't been honest, real. You've been a liar, a thief, all the rest of that. Doesn't matter anymore. You don't have to keep testing yourself. Not at all. Unless you like doing that, but I. I don't think you do. You just assume that this everything that's happening, every energy that's coming to you is about enlightenment. You just assume that everything that happens, including your irritation and aggravation, is about enlightenment. And it is, by the way. Your irritability, because you're you're no longer Going to falsely tolerate things you find intolerable. You assume that everything that happens, taking the wrong turn on the road, is not just fate. It's not this group of angels making you do that. It's not because you're a bad person. You just assume, awesomely assume, that everything that's happening. Every iota of energy, every ray of energy, whether from the earth or whether from cosmic or crystal, is about your enlightenment. And if anything happens, then it is. If you start throwing buts in there, but well, but I'm not sure. Just think of these plates. I just demonstrated covering up. They they take energy. They they make that core I amness invisible. They overshadow it. You just assume everything. It it's it's magic in a way. It's magic. Some would argue, but they do argue. They say, "Well, you're just deceiving yourself." I would argue that the other form, all the doubts, all the waiting, that was the true deception. I would say that just assuming is being real with yourself, trusting yourself, allowing yourself. Recreating yourself. Imagine at the end of this shout, 
imagine the lights come up, get up, use the toilet, you assume that using the toilet's about enlightenment. Every little thing. You assume that whatever happens tonight is about enlightenment. Tomorrow, you wake up in the morning, you take a deep breath, say, today, today, everything is about my enlightenment. It's all about me. It's all about my enlightenment. I'm just going to assume it. I'm not going to assume some little deviant factor can slip in. I'm not going to assume that some dark energies from the past are going to slip their way into my life. I'm not going to assume 80% of the things that happen to me are about enlightenment. I'm going to assume everything. There are no buts in this assuming. It's only the buts that make an ass out of you. Not me. Assuming it's actually kind of playful, it's actually kind of fun. In assuming, suddenly your body starts to align. You know what what has been these aches and pains? Oh gosh, they've been tough lately. Suddenly, in assuming that everything is about enlightenment, these very same energies that are working in your body suddenly aren't painful. Not because you've done a healing, not because you've gotten rid of them, but because you're assuming that they're there in service to you, not working against you. They're only painful when you think they're working against you, when you think you're doing something wrong, when you think that there's something inferior about you. So you assume, blindly, naively, innocently, unabashed, no buts. You assume that every choice you're making, whether it's what to watch on television, whether it's what to wear, that every choice that you make is about your enlightenment. And suddenly, oddly, magically, you are making enlightened choices. You're not making choices from a place of doubt or worry or consternation or fear or what will others think. Suddenly, every choice is enlightened. No matter how simple it could be, whether to have fruit juice or water, suddenly, with that assumption of enlightenment, it is an enlightened choice. And suddenly, whatever it is that you chose, suddenly becomes an enlightened drink. It's like magic. And that assumption of enlightenment. Enlightenment. Everything then becomes in about enlightenment. If you decide to drink the fruit juice instead of the water, it becomes enlightened fruit juice. This thing that you call reality, not really. Reality is what you choose. 
That's it. You can assume enlightenment, then your reality will be enlightenment. You assume you are a master, and everything will respond to you as a master. Kind of what you, what many others do, most others, actually everyone, does is they assume they're doing something wrong. Even if they're just assuming five percent is wrong, they're going to get some wrong energy. Oddly enough, the focus goes on the five percent rather than the ninety-five. So it actually becomes a lot more than five percent. It becomes a way of living. You assume that there's something wrong. You assume that somebody's out to get you. You assume that things are going to go bad. Well, then they do. Not a mind thing. It's not. It's not thought. It's choice. What you choose. Let's take a deep breath and let's go deep now with music. Into assuming. Yes, you can blindly assume that you're a master. The energy doesn't care. Energy will serve you. The energies will align to whatever you're choosing. Choose lack. Believe in lack, and it gets there. Believe in conspiracies and all this others, then it will be there. Assume that everything's about enlightenment, and it becomes so. I really feel in now is. Beautiful music of Johann plays. Life, day-to-day life of just assuming enlightenment. Feel how the energies in your day-to-day life change. Imagine yourself going through your daily routine, waking up in the morning, doing what you do. Don't try to change the routine. Try to change the underlying assumption. Take a deep breath. Feel yourself now. Beginning tomorrow morning, with that assumption, everything is about my enlightenment, as it should be. Damn it! Assuming that all the energies are there serving you. Assuming actually you don't need to do much, because the energies they come your way. So here we go into. Assuming you're the master, you've chosen embodied enlightenment. You've come to this point on your journey of experiences. You've come to this point where there's a pedestal, a marker. You look at it, and it says, "The master assumes." Master assumes. You think to yourself, "Wow, that means I've gotten to this point where I actually go beyond thinking. I just assume. I go beyond planning. I I just assume. I go beyond doubts because they weren't a lot of fun. I just assume. I step into a magical type of reality now. I'm just assuming." Call it something else if you want knowingness, 
trust, but I like the word assuming. I'm just going to assume everything is going to serve me now. Feel into your day, into your activities. Oh, now what's going to happen here? You're going to see some faces, faces of people you know, faces that you don't necessarily recognize. I'm going to challenge this assumption, but what do you do? You just take a deep breath, smile, just go on assuming. You just go on assuming that everything is for your enlightenment, because actually it is. Off to sleep a little bit. Rob's kind of a nice, graceful shift. But let's assume 
this isn't just a regular Marab. Let's assume you came here today for a huge shift. That's been, been a tough six months, taking its toll. A lot of doubt sneaking in. A lot of good things happening, but it's been tough. So let's just assume that this is a super mirab. Let's assume it's double super mirab. Shift beyond shifts. Let's assume that something amazing is happening in the room right now. Absolutely amazing. Going beyond your doubts, e even the resistance, because I can feel your resistance. Part of you saying, well, I'm not, uh, well, but, uh, no, let's just assume. Now we're going to dive really deep. And we're going to assume a big shift is happening. And the funny thing is, then it happens. Oh, your mind is going to be squawking away at you. Shut up. Your mind is going to be doing all of its butts. We're going to take a deep breath, and we're just going to assume that in this mirab, the energies come in for you. They come your way, your way. All the energies come your way. So we take a deep breath. We go into Super Mirab the first time anywhere in the universe. A super, super Mirab's been done. And we assume huge shifts, huge releases. So let's take a deep breath as Johan takes us to this next level. Thank you. 
send out certain energy probes. You're used to doing this that are saying, so what just happened? Did anything happen? So you take a deep breath. You go back to assuming, well, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Why? Well, because I chose it. It's that simple. The energy probes go out there and say, but do I feel different? Am I, do I look less tired? Am I smarter? You know what exactly what to tell the mind at that point. You just take a deep breath and you assume that something happened. You assume that this is actually probably the best mirab we've ever done. I had the biggest level of shift and change with the least amount of least amount of resistance. In other words, it just happened. You assume it. The energies, which are always in service to you, they go along with it. They realign themselves, and then it becomes a reality. Damn. That was the biggest energy shift, consciousness shift I've ever seen any group ever go through. That easy. You see, the masters, the masters, the true masters, they understand how simple it is. They understand that, well, it started with this thing that Tobias talked about many years ago, acceptance. Acceptance. I talked. About allowing. Now we've got. You assume. You're accepting. You're allowing. You just assume. Everything's about your enlightenment. Let's take a deep breath. Really letting this, this beautiful mirab, letting it soak in, letting it do its final little shifting. When you assume that it's about enlightenment, those physical issues you walked in here with, those emotional issues, relationship issues, all the other stuff, suddenly all those energies shift and realign. Suddenly, they're really not problems anymore. They either go away or they serve you, serve you sweetly. In your enlightenment. Let's just let all this soak in for a little bit. After a super mirab, you just have to kind of relax for a bit. Take a good deep breath. Ah, assuming's a lot more fun than doubting.
put on your battle armor. You have to, whether it's battling with kids, job, just yourself. So many days where you so tired, so worn out, but you have to put on that suit of armor. Yeah, ready for another day of battling. Not anymore. They just assume every battle is done. Assume everything is here to serve you. You assume that you're allowing that I am full presence of yourself into your life. And then it becomes so. Become so. You assume that this is the lifetime of embodied enlightenment, that you are a master, and it becomes so. All of the energies then align to serve you. What you're choosing and your assumption, it's that simple. Anything else is just cover ups. Doubts, buts, procrastinations, and delays. Take a deep breath. Assume embodied enlightenment. Take a deep breath. You assume your sovereignty. Why? Well, because you've chosen it. It's what you desire, it's your passion. Take a good deep breath. Realize we just we actually did make a huge shift here today. And then you take a good deep breath, and you assume that all is well in all. And then it is. With that, my dear friends, I love you dearly. See you in our next gathering. I am Adamus, in service to you. Thank you. And so. Assume each breath a miracle, right here, in this moment. This breath, filled, filled with all of the miracle that you are. Assume this breath. This is the breath. Assume as you receive. Allow it. Into the core of you, assuming yes, yes. This is the moment. This is the breath. This is the brilliant gift of enlightenment for me. Yes. This is the breath I will receive. A miracle breath for me. Yes, assume. Yes.
Johan.
first of all, thank you so much for being here for the Crimson Circle show. A huge thanks to Jeffrey Hoppy, my dear one, channeling Adamus Saint-Germain, giving us this ability to assume woe. <laughs> hey, huge thanks to Norma for the breathing and Johan for the mirab and the beautiful music gift that we always, always love what it brings. So, and thank you to everyone listening, to all of the audience here at Cold Creek Canyon, those on BTR, Awakening Zone, the Crimson Circle Show, wherever you are, thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy yourselves. We'll be back here August 3rd, same time, same place, I assume. <laughs> thank you.